Hillary Rodham Clinton, Leadership Lessons. In June, I had the opportunity to present at the annual SHRM conference in Chicago. One of the highlights of that experience was being in the audience for the opening keynote delivered by former U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton. If you're a regular reader or listener, you will know that the topic of women, position, and power is one that I have been increasingly focused on over the last couple of years. I've been sharing interviews I've been conducting with local women in the C-suite. Our October post will feature Sue Pache, former managing partner of Faskin Dumoulin, now CEO of Life Labs. Forbes magazine recently ranked Ms. Clinton fifth on their 100 Most Powerful Women list. The magazine selects women who, quote, go beyond the traditional taxonomy of the power elite, political and economic might. These change agents are actually shifting our very idea of clout and authority, and, in the process, transforming the world in fresh and exhilarating ways. At the outset of her keynote, Ms. Clinton told her audience of HR professionals that there is, quote, no more important asset than the people you work with, end quote. She reinforced that concept in sharing five key leadership lessons illustrated with stories from her time as Secretary of State from 2009 to February 2013. One, quote, good decisions are based on evidence and not ideology, end quote. Ms. Clinton chose the issue of gender equality to illustrate this principle. Many countries, including the U.S., are jeopardizing both economic growth and productivity because of customs and or practices that keep women from fully participating at work. Beyond being, quote, just the right thing to do, end quote, educating women and girls has been shown empirically to be an economic driver. Using the U.S. to emphasize the relevance of the issue, Ms. Clinton stated that domestic GDP would increase by an estimated 9% if all the barriers to women in the U.S. were removed. Two, quote, leadership is a team sport, end quote. One's success as a leader is measured by, quote, how well you can get people to work together, end quote. Ms. Clinton said that numerous individuals asked her how she could accept the position of Secretary of State working with President Barack Obama when they had been rivals for the leadership of the Democratic Party. She stated that both she and President Obama were interested in, quote, putting the common good ahead of our personal competition, end quote. That shared interest allowed them to go from, quote, a team of rivals to an unrivaled team, end quote. Three, quote, you can't win if you don't show up, end quote. Ms. Clinton quoted film filmmaker and actor Woody Allen, who once said, quote, 80% of life is showing up, end quote. It is this concept that motivated her to visit 112 countries during her tenure as Secretary of State. One of these was the West African country of Togo. Her reason for going was to build relationships something Ms. Clinton cited as critical for leaders. While she often faced challenges, she continued to show up, focusing on being welcoming, listening, another essential leadership skill, and gathering clues that would assist her in developing relationship in spite of the myriad of differences she encountered in Togo and elsewhere. Quote, it is not always easy, but you do have to show up. End quote. Four, a whisper can be louder than a shout. 
Resolving concerns and conflicts often requires what Miss Clinton referred to as quiet diplomacy. She shared a story of being in Saudi Arabia and learning about an eight-year-old girl who was being forced to marry a 50-year-old for monetary reasons. As was customary when Miss Clinton was traveling, there was a lot of American press around who were quick to pick up the story. Rather than use the press to pressure those in positions of power to take action, Miss Clinton focused on finding a way to fix the situation and still allow public officials to, quote, save face, end quote. She chose to have a number of, quote, quiet conversations, end quote, where her message was, quote, please fix this and we won't say anything publicly, end quote. The real success in such situations, stated Miss Clinton, is to find a way to resolve the situation or conflict while working to enhance or build relationship. Quote, public humiliation is not the way. Five, quote, follow and pay attention to the trend lines, not the headlines, end quote. Miss Clinton talked about American values being the key to what makes the U.S. the country that it is, and stressed the importance of keeping those values top of mind, as well as using them to guide behavior in daily life. At the same time, it is important to remain open and respectful, rather than judgmental with those that might not share those values. She talked about the challenge of building relationship with the president of a country where violence against women was commonplace and widely accepted as reasonable. In one public conversation, this individual told her that if a man comes home and his dinner is not on the table, then he has the right to beat his wife. Needless to say, this is not a perspective that aligns with Miss Clinton's or North American values. Miss Clinton's strategy was to encourage a shift in those attitudes by developing relationships with women's groups and other officials in positions of power within the country. It was both gratifying and inspirational to hear her share how she was able to do so and witness the passage of a bill that prohibited violence against women when a new administration was elected. It was, quote, four years of hard work to strengthen the relationship, getting them to see our point of view and learning more about theirs, end quote. During the Q&A that followed her presentation, Miss Clinton advised her mostly female audience not to shy away from opportunity, but rather to, quote, dare to compete, to lean in, as Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg calls it. She also shared her perspective on dealing with criticism. If you're doing be your best, mistakes are going to happen. Take criticism, criticism seriously, but not personally. You do need to listen. You might learn what you can do better, end quote. That said, Miss Clinton cautioned us not to, quote, take it so personally that you can't get out of bed the next day, end quote. Not many leaders are leading a team of 70,000 people, as was Miss Clinton when she was Secretary of State. One of the challenges she highlighted was managing a group with so much diversity within the context of an environment with a lot of established rules and procedures. Her perspective is that while it is important for a leader to respect the rules, it is also critical to channel people, set expectations, and figure out how to move things more quickly and at times to challenge the status quo. That required relationship building, particularly with other senior leaders. One example she shared was how many of these leaders were resistant to involvement with social media because of concerns that the posts could not be vetted. Miss Clinton persisted in her dialogue until she had agreement for the change. Quote, it shook things up, but it needed to be done. 
end quote. She also stressed the importance of getting to know your team, starting the conversation and building relationship to ensure you know what people need to be able to do their best at work. This includes a willingness to talk about and create policies to promote work-life integration. Quote, how can you find out what parents need? Flexibility is good for the bottom line. The evidence shows it. End quote. Her final leadership nugget focused on the importance of leaders being actively involved in managing career progression and ensuring that the approach is one that is respectful to all involved. While seniority is a factor to be considered, quote, sometimes you have to pull people who have the talent you're looking for from the back without de- being disrespectful to those that have put in the time. End quote. As I listened, it became clear to me that Ms. Clinton is truly a values-based leader. She ensures that her values guide her in the expression and manifestation of her formidable power, in how she uses her clout and authority. While Ms. Clinton never mentioned the word respect, the leadership behaviors she described, listening, building relationship, focusing on the shared good, being curious and interested in the perspective of others, including those with whom we might have major cultural and philosophical differences, are all characteristics of respectful, values-based leaderships. How many of Miss Clinton's leadership lessons are cultural norms within your leadership team? I look forward to the day when her leadership style becomes the norm rather than the exception. What about you?